0: You can turn to Revelation chapter 2, and I want to bring a simple word of encouragement today of Jesus' words to the Church of Smyrna. This week, in recent days, I've been facing more spiritual opposition um, in, in a ministry situation and as well personally, and this passage is been a real encouragement to me to, as Romans 12 says, be patient in tribulation and to continue steadfastly in prayer. And we know we are in a day of great evil. Someone said the legions of evil are rolling up and pressing in upon the church. Earthward there is a deepening darkness, while heavenward increasing light. And this calls us to Renewed consecration in prayer because we see the uh, the evil one at work. Thomas Brooks said that if there were not a kind of omnipotency in prayer, if it were not able to do wonders in heaven and wonders on earth and wonders in the hearts and lives and ways of men, Satan would never have such an aching tooth against it as he has. William Gurnall also similarly says Satan has had such an impression of dread upon him from the remembrance of what he has suffered from the hands of prayer that he will turn every stone and try every way to obstruct you in it. Satan cannot deny, but great wonders have been wrought by prayer as the spirit of prayer goes up. So his kingdom goes down. No doubt. Many of you have faced these, these uh, oppositions in prayer. And even in this time, as we get together here, um, the enemy does not like what we're doing. But we have one who is greater than he. And praise the Lord, he gives us encouragement in the midst of our opposition, as he did to Smyrna, a church that was facing such, such attack from the evil one. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 8, I'm going to read the account here from the New King James. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things, says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. These are the words of our Lord who walks among his church, who knows all about his people. And I just want to focus on the five things that he tells them that he knows about them as an encouragement to us. First, he says, I I know your works. He takes notice of everything his people do for him, even our prayers. God takes notice of every prayer. In Acts 10, 4, I love the response of uh, the angel coming to Cornelius. And, And he says, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. God receives our prayers as they go up. as as a memorial, as even as an incense in other places in Scripture, coming up to the Lord and, and bringing such a delight to Him as the incense reaches His nostrils. What we're doing here delights our God, and He knows every single time we meet. Secondly, He knows our tribulation. He knows all about the trials of His people. And even beyond that, as the man of sorrows, our Lord sympathizes with us in these trials, and he comes near to us in the trials in a special way so that we know the fellowship of his sufferings. And all of us can testify of this, how he, he knows all about the trials we've been in in the past and where we are in now. He understands. Third, he knows our poverty. He says, I, I know your needs. Oh, church, I know what you lack materially, financially. I know what, what physical weaknesses you have. How many times do we come to prayer just exhausted? Jesus knows. He knows our emotional confusion. He knows our, our, our thoughts that get jumbled up. He knows we are poor and needy. And this is one of the grounds that we can offer to him in prayer, that we are poor and needy, as the psalmist does so often. Hear me, because I'm poor and needy. But he also knows that we are spiritually rich, that he has blessed us with spiritual riches that are just incredible. Ephesians 1 type of riches that he he chose us, he predestined us, he adopted us. We have redemption through Christ's blood, the forgiveness of sins. He's given us the gift of his spirit. He's given us the word of God that we can open up the pages of scripture and read the very words of God. Incredible. And this free access to him in prayer, together with God's people, the church, we have so many riches and then he has more to give us he says that here he's going to reward us for what we do in this life there's even more riches in store for us what a what an encouragement this is to us in the midst of our poverty and fourth he knows the blasphemy that goes on all around us as smyrna was there in a city with within a a religious group of Jews that rejected the Messiah. He, he knew that they were really under the control of Satan and that they, what they were doing was bringing such blasphemy to Christ. God knows about all the blasphemy and the slander of his people that is going on. He, he understands, as Saul of Tarsus met on the road, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The Lord sees all. His eyes are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. And nothing is hidden from his sight. He knows the great wickedness of man. And it does, it grieves him so much to his heart. And last of all, he knows all about the plans of Satan against his church. Jesus goes on in this passage to notify the church of Smyrna. He says In verse 10, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. He tells them, don't be afraid because I I know already about what you're going to suffer. I know the intensity at which you're going to suffer. I know the duration of how long. You're going to go through this trial. And here he's he's revealing this very specific information to this church to encourage them that, that he is aware of this already. That he is the faithful Lord who will be with them through that trial. And praise the Lord. He is our Lord today who who is faithful. He promises in, in 1 Corinthians 10:13 that he will not let us be tempted above that which we're able. He knows how, how long we can go through the trial and how much grace there is there for us to endure. And, and when the trial is come to its completed time, he, he removes it. And praise the Lord, he knows Satan's limits. He, he sets the limits for Satan. We see in Job that here the lion who is seeking to devour us, is is on a leash and this is a great comfort to us he finishes by a final charge saying be faithful unto death and then with the charge adds a glorious promise i will give you the crown of life he has more to give in response to all that that goes on in this church of their faithfulness to the lord he has more to give he says he who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. So here is a great encouragement to us that our Lord understands every time we pray the opposition and struggle it is to come back to him, but he delights in it. And so we continue. Amen.